The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Terry. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Tanner, blogger of the Dragons Insider. Blog of Inside the OAA, one of the host between commands and oriented intelligence. I'd like to welcome those watching on the local voice on SoundCloud and those on YouTube. I got Ian here back this week here. I'm hey, Ian. happy uh, Monday, Sam. Winter showed up. Yeah, winter sh- really <laughs> showed up. It was kind of nice. It was uh, nice. Look out the window, see the fluffy flakes. Yeah, it was really nice. I mean, like, you After know. After the disappointment of last week. Yeah, um... I remember that. Um, <laughs> just really unfortunate how um, things have gone, um, you know, with last week with the order from the from Governor Whitmer to, um, to basically pause sports for three weeks. I mean, like, yeah. we got a lot to talk about of course yeah. the emotional component i wrote an opinion piece on it the other day okay um it's on the on tv blog as well yep um and then of course we want i want to get your thoughts of course we've talked about the mental health of kids yeah um also you know w- when you look at of course um everything that's been going on um a lot of interesting stuff that happened this week of course um starting with the mhsaa's executive director mark Yule, um going on um fox sports detroit talking about the um State of the MHSAA. Yeah, um, so if if the listeners out there are looking for information, this is a very interesting interview, and we're only going to play a portion of it. Yeah, right? we're going to play a portion of it. I got I got the article from Fox Sports Detroit. The, yeah. Um, the um the theme here is called um it's it's I believe it's called the triple half here. I mean, like, but here's some of the article from from the um yeah the vi- the video element of the article, video correct? Video the article. Okay. Oh. Whitmer announced new restrictions throughout the state, including the postponement again, of courtesy of Fox Sports Detroit. Sports. Yep. Now, to get a little bit more insight on what this means moving forward, I sat down with the executive director of MHSAA, Mark Yule. And it's always good to hear from him. Right, yes. Gretchen Whitmer announced recently those restrictions um, in an affected the MHSAA sports. So first off, what was your initial reaction? So we had been hearing rumors that uh, some more government action could be coming probably for the last three or four days prior to the announcement. But uh, we found out at the same time as everybody else did on Sunday night. And uh, once we learned what the new restrictions were, the, the plan was then, now, okay, how do we uh, take this and how do we move forward? You mentioned plans. So what does this mean for fall sports? What, what's left to resume? What sports are completed? So we've actually completed all of our fall tournament sports except for three. We've got uh, one week left in our volleyball tournament. Uh, girls swimming and diving were at our finals, so we literally, the finish line was in sight. We talked about that last yes, week. We what a mess. That is a mess. In our football playoffs. So um, everything else in the fall got yeah, three more weeks completed, of and we're going to do everything we can in our power during uh, calendar year 2020 to complete those three fall tournaments yet uh, here during the month of December. Well, you mentioned football. We have There's three weeks left. What is the plan moving forward specifically? This is the info. So when the three-week yep. pause expires, uh, we're hoping to get kids back to practice on Wednesday, December the 9th. Okay. With uh, then yep. the fourth round of uh, our playoffs beginning the following Tuesday and Wednesday, giving schools approximately a week to get kind of back into the practice. That's what we thought. Training. Yep. And then after our fourth round completes, then our semifinals will be the following Monday, Tuesday, and then okay. uh, the whole thing will culminate. Uh, at Ford Field with our 11-player finals on Monday and Tuesday, December 28 and 29. It's a little bit of a change in mindset. The challenge, of course, is Christmas and New Year's fall toward the weekend this year on the calendar. 
And given the Wednesday restart of practice, uh, we're going to have to play games early in the week in order okay. to get things uh, yeah. completed here by the noon. Okay. So that so our speculation was kind of on. It was. We, we knew about a week's practice. Yeah. And we talked about doing it in the middle of the week. Yes. And uh, that's that was the announcement, that's right? The announcement. So Tuesday, yes. Wednesday will be or games. Or Monday, Tuesday. Or Monday, Tuesday will be games. And then they said for right. the finals, we'll also see those, right? And that's very interesting because when you look at a course. Playing, Again, courtesy of Fox Sports Detroit. Yep. Got to give them credit. Yep, give them credit. Great, really good interview. Mm-hmm. Good resource. Yep. But Check them out. When you look at a course, obviously, the um, game moving, the games moving the Monday, Tuesday, that's going to be an adjustment period for the kids. Yes. I mean, when you look at obviously the um you know you're you're used to playing on games on Friday and Saturday, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're used to doing that. You know, and when you look at sports like um other sports like volleyball, girls swimming and dive, you know what I mean? Like um they have a week left in their seasons. <laughs> you know, and for this pause to happen it's very unfortunate. It is. And like we talked about last week, the uh, each sport is so unique in conditioning and prep and getting ready to go. Mm-hmm. Football, you can take a week. Sure. The guys, I'm sure, are still running. Uh, their their job is to keep their wind. Make their sure conditioning, yes. Keep it going. Um, with swimming, mm-hmm. if you're not doing anything, you, you can, got problems. You can lose it in a week. And, yes. and the crazy thing with swimming is that they were in their full taper, meaning that they had their most rest all season long. Mm-hmm. To, to get you to the most, right, the where most you were the most energized, meet. ready to go for that last meet of the year, and um, they were at their fastest. Now, mm-hmm. I, I should actually, I have a friend, a really good friend of mine is a high school uh, swimming coach, mm-hmm. uh, award winner um, over in Marshall. Mm-hmm. I should reach out to uh, mm-hmm. Coach Carnes and see uh, what he's doing to deal with this because he's got swimmers that are coming to Lake Orion here for the D3 state finals. finals. I'll look into that because this is a unique thing. And I just love to get his perspective on it. And then of course you look at volleyball, the um, state finals, semifinals, the finals were at Battle Creek. Yes. And you were mentioned before you Mm -hmm. thought maybe, uh, you know, three days, four days or under, they can get their rhythm. They can get their rhythm back in about maybe two days. You know what I mean? Two, three days. I mean, and I think that's the thing. You know, of course, we do have an OA team still left in the yes. volleyball playoffs in Clarkston. Clarkston yeah. Um, when you look at, of course, their path, I think they're going to get by Grand Blank. But, you know, when they get to the semifinals and finals still, dealing with those teams like Farns Hills Mercy and Birmingham Murrian. Yeah. Oh, sorry, take it back. Birmingham Murrian and Macomb, Dakota. Okay. You know, those are two teams that would await Clarkston in the state semifinal if they get there. Um, and then you look at, of course, um, and then the football component, all of this. We're going to recap the entire football season to this point um any surprises in a couple minutes but yeah but when you look at a course now you got to look at winter sports now um they are going to be pushed back to january of course um we just got notified you should mm -hmm. see my inbox Mm -hmm. the email inbox uh here at on tv uh the changes to the schedule were instantaneous and severe Right, so we get notifications when uh, schedules change here in the Lake Orion area mm-hmm. because we cover the games. Right, and <laughs> that Tuesday after the Sunday announcement by Whitmer, it, everything exploded. As I'm sure all the ads and their uh, assistants and, the and staff are, and the coaches are sitting around going, "Oh," and they have to get together and rewrite the schedule for uh, 
what you know three mm-hmm. weeks it is three weeks but it, yeah. it, it ripples even deeper it ripples than that even deeper when you look at a course because um, they were still they're still making cuts in basketball they're still getting the teams correct. together you know the girls basketball teams are pretty much set yeah the boys nice. basketball tryouts <laughs> they were supposed to start this that week until the pause i mean like so when you look at that situation how that unfolded i mean they still got to do tryouts they got to do and you know you're going to have a condensed week, a yeah. few weeks, you know, when you look at the season, obviously. So yeah. when you look at when you look at the situation, how that's going to unfold, I mean, you know, you're going to be playing <laughs> on January. You know, you're likely going to be playing three games a week. You know what I mean? That's the it, likely scenario here yeah. with both boys and girls basketball. It's either that or we're going to see it a lot of games later in the season. We've seen that before, right? Yes. Uh, when you had snow days and things like that, we've seen them move them to the end of the schedules mm-hmm. and things. I, it'd be really weird, don't you think, if they said, all, if for, let's say, talk basketball or whatever, that you're going to have three games a week. <clears throat> Usually you have two, sometimes right, and, and maybe two, a weekend yeah. game if mm-hmm. you have a tournament that you're going to. Mm-hmm. But to have more than that, I just it just seems like a lot. It is a lot, but, you know, but if you're going to – but. You got to give kids that playing experience, obviously. Yeah. I mean, like, and I, I, I mean, I'm fully in line to having games playing three games a week. You know, I know it's a challenge when you look at, of course, gym time, practice <laughs> yeah. time. But and if school's back in. And school's back in, you know sc- what I mean? I hope school's back in. And it's going to be, you know what I mean? I mean, like, can this be done? Well, yes, it well, can be. It can be, and just listening to uh, you know the MHSAA, on, Mark Yell, yes, and we're gonna, we, credit to uh, uh, Fox Sports Detroit for that that interview. Mm-hmm. That was really good. It, those resources are out there if you're looking for them. Uh, give them a go. But uh, just listening to them, it's like yes, there's a room full of people trying to plan this out. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned last year, go who can I blame? Or last week, who can I blame? I want to blame somebody. There's a lot of people that are sitting around trying to make this happen, mm-hmm. right? And say what you will about the MHSAA. You like them. You don't like them. The decisions are kind of wonky sometimes. But you know it, they've proved they're sitting down. They're, they're trying to get this fixed. The MHSAA is doing everything right. The MHSAA has been doing everything right. You know, they've been doing this by, you know, they unfairly got criticized, you know, back in August, basically, um, with the – um. With the um, let them play movement, but you know, but even of, before that, like you before, said, yeah. like when they mentioned uh, that uh, football will be in the spring, mm-hmm. uh, right? Because the director, his son, is a senior football his player, and he thought his player, yes. thought his season was over, mm-hmm. but or it, his career was done, career was right? Done. But it gave him an extra chance. You know, they got a chance to play in the fall. I mean, like, yeah. um, you know, and I think and they did get to play, and they did get to play. I mean, like, and um. Now you got to look at us here from a situation. Now you got winter sports affected. The, the kids again yep. are now affected by this pause. You know, and you know, and and I wrote my column the other day. You know what I mean? There's some people. You know what I mean? You got to question some data. You know, you got to obviously question the data. Yeah, I don't want to get into all that again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We've already I mean, got I mean, there. I mean, we are. I always told my kids, and this could, you know, we're talking about mental health and things. Mm-hmm. I just tell my uh, my kids, it's like only worry about the things that you can only worry, worry about that, that you can control, right? We can't control that. Hey, we're off for three weeks from sports, right? That's not changing. No, it's not and, changing and at all. And if we're lucky, it's only three weeks. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing I'm really concerned about. If um, if let's say if the governor decides to extend this, and that's going to create more problems, 
I think, than than solution. So well, if if I'm yeah. if I'm Whitmer here, she better <laughs> she better be a solution maker here because I don't know if um I don't know if the um you know Is I know it, I know the MHA doesn't want to push it back, but it might be wise maybe to push everything back. Let's say if the governor does extend the order, you know what I mean? Yeah, and if they. And we talked about this a couple times. Mm -hmm. Is the what did we see that was successful when you had the let them play movement kind of rolling around? There were adjustments made. Yes. Right. Uh, there. The problem is we have such rigid rules that, which I understand. You can't. There's so many moving parts, and there's so many people that want their way, or they right. they right. want a certain situation. Because I'd love to go get a, a meal at my favorite restaurant. Sure. You know, I love, I want to support them. So now we're doing carry out. We're, we're supporting those guys, mm -hmm. but there's so many other instances, you know, and people that are impacted by this mm -hmm. that I don't, I understand why you have to have rigid boxes. But like you said, if you can review it and go, yes, it's a, uh, you know, maybe it's a little too rigid, maybe for the sports, because like we said, just let the kids and the, the, the teams, and the coaches just go play the dang game, right? Because they are already been following the rules and, following and keeping rules healthy and, and all this healthy. stuff, right? If you're keeping healthy, right, just play it now and get it done. Yeah, and I, and but, this is where it comes up to um to me, it comes up to the possibly having no fans. You know what I mean at games? I mean like which we we, had, we already had arrangements we already made. Had arrangements made. I mean like I mean we're like, ready to go. Yeah, you guys are ready <laughs> to go. I mean like I mean I'm saying to you, it's, it makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean to basically. To go that direction is basically, you know, if if you have no fans in the stands at games, you know what I mean, and you're playing these games in an empty gym, you know what? I mean, that that minimizes the risk, you know what I mean, that risk factor, you know what I mean, of people yeah. not getting sick. I know. And like we mentioned before, it's like, how can the gym cannot be, why can't the gym be open when the school is empty? That's right, because the, the only people in the gym would be the coaches teams practicing, practicing who they've yep. already been mm -hmm. together. Right, they already have the testing and the right. The they have the, right? yeah. You have the you have the. What I don't understand, and, and <laughs> this is where I this is where, and I know I hate talking politics. I know, but, and I, I'd rather wrap it up pretty soon. <laughs> yes, but, because um, we have other interesting things interesting to chat about. Things, yes, but I just think at the end of the day, you know, I hope. Whitmer looks at this and and looks at the best interest of these kids. I just hope she does. Yeah. What I would like, uh, and my 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 two cents on that, is Whitmer is just one side of this coin. Correct. Right. I'd like the the House and Senate and her to get together and at least show uh, a unified. A that, lot and, of hey, there's do. there's people at the state level who are making these decisions. A lot of people get do. both sides talking. And settle on something, and but, but in an honest way, I'm sick of this hyperpartisan, my way or the highway on both sides. It's both just, sides. it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And so if you know, you're not instilling any trust no. on either side, no. uh, if you're not going to meaning, you know, get together and actually get honestly talk about it. You're not going to get everything you want. Right. That's politics. Yeah. But it, get together and talk about it. Yeah. That's it, my challenge. To Whitmer, Shirky, and Chatfield, get together and talk about it. Yes, it's it's important because mm -hmm. these kids have suffered enough. That's all my thoughts are with those three. Get together and put something on the table. I agree. Uh, I agree. 
Yep. So Sh- now we were. <laughs> <sighs> I love it when you go off, Sammy. It's been a while. I I I I, I would love to scream, but I I cannot uh, organize my thoughts if I start I going. <laughs> But you know, and this goes back to um, the mental health, the mental health side of things, right? I, it, you know, um, do you realize what a really strong um, yeah, share, 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 share that. Um, you know, where, and had, where can it be found? He, I mean, you can go on MI Prep Zone, obviously. Um, of course, Drew Ellis, he, um, he was actually diagnosed with COVID in March. Oh, he had it early. He had it early. Wow. I mean, like, and. I know it shared his experiences and all that. I mean, like, but his article is really powerful. I mean, like, you know, of course, um, I will post a link um, on it. Um, it says, perhaps athletes counting on us to do the right thing. And, you know, and um, he's basically saying, you know, as for, for, um, for people to do the right thing, just to basically do the right thing. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, mask up and basically um, mask up and wash your hands, man. wash your hands. And, you know, it, it's not hard to think of others. That's that's the issue that um, mm-hmm. that's you know, the issue we all have. But again, I mean, we're, we're dipping our toe into that political side of things. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to go back. No. There. And um, I've already had my rant about cause, it today. Because having these things become a political football, I think, is mm-hmm. in my opinion, I, I I'm trying to understand it. I, mm-hmm. I don't understand the uh, version to wearing one of these things. Right. But I want to um, I want to anyway. talk about the emotional side. Yes, let's do that. And the emotional side of this is, you know, you know, kids it keeps kids sports keep kids active. It does. Yeah. It keeps kids active. It keeps kids, you know, um happy. Their mental state would be you know, would be, you know, and if you take that away, bad things are going to happen. I mean, you look at a course, I've looked at studies that you know lead to drug addiction, suicide rates. I mean, that's dangerous. What, yes, any any taken physical away. activity mm-hmm. releases endorphins. Sure, it, it releases we know everything. This, right, it, the endorphins in your body. It, it's a it makes you happy. It, mm-hmm. it makes you feel good. Right. It mm-hmm. it's a it, and it's a distraction. One um, I know firsthand, mm-hmm. especially this fall. Um, my son cross, runs cross country at Lake Orion and some of his buddies who were thinking of playing soccer or just not playing decided to come out for cross country just to do mm-hmm. something outside. And it's kind of funny, you know, like at the end of the cross country season, as you know, by the time you get near the end, you're just like, Oh my God, I'm ready to be done. You know, just because it is oh, a the mental aspect of it. It's sure. a long, the physical toll, the physical it's, toll you know? it's a long season. But right? here's the thing. I mean, here's the but thing. They did it because they, they wanted to extend that season. Yes, they kept they saying, did. let's add another game. Let's add an, or another match. Let's yes. add another race. Let's add yes. another race. And, and the great thing I'll, I'll give kudos to Oxford, Oxford high school. They heard that and said, Hey, let's have a, like a freshman, sophomore meet. Let's have a, another added meet. And they yes. worked on it. And then Rochester schools did the same. They wanted another meet this for these is, guys. This is what makes sports, And they were working with the this kids. This is what makes it fun. You yeah. know, this is what makes this fun. I mean, you know, you, you get everybody excited. You know what I mean? You just get them out there. You know what I mean? Showcase them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, make, it, you know, yeah. make it about the kids. I mean, like. And sometimes the guys that were racing, I want to say sometimes. A lot of the time, 
some of his buddies were just running to run. I mean, they weren't. They go, okay, that's yeah, a race, big deal. I'm here. I'm with my friends. I'm outside. I'm not locked inside in front of a laptop. Right. I'm outside having fun. Having fun. Yeah, it's a little. Know? It's a little hot. It's a little cold, but it's better than, yeah, better than sitting inside, inside in front of a laptop. In front of a laptop. It's better doing that. Yeah. And you know, and to be with your friends, you know, the interactiveness. It, yeah. You know, even going up against other kids. You know what I mean? Other opponents. I mean, like you just had that feeling of happiness, you know? Yeah. And me as a coach, you know what I mean? Me as a track coach. I mean, like I see it with kids is, you know, make sure you make them have fun. Make sure you make, make sure you bring a winning mental comp- mindset to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we were talking this just before we went on the air about like, uh, you're a thrower coach, right? Yes. You're, you, he, t- you, you coach the throwers. Yes. At Scripps middle school. Yep. And done it for a long time. Yep. See, my 13th season this spring. Wow. So, you know, with the throwers and with any athletic competition or an athlete, and, and kids have to learn this too, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the whole point of going through this experience right. through high school and middle school and, right. and competing, is that you learn that, yeah, the physical aspect's one thing, mm-hmm. but the mental aspect of the game is is – I'd say sometimes more important than the physical aspect because if you believe you can do something, you I know you've seen athletes of yours that they walked up and you're going there's you kind of go well based on their training they shouldn't be doing what they're doing but the kid's just like I can do this boom and they can throw the, they can shot the put they can uh, I've had right I've had great athletes I've had great kids you know the mental what I mean? the mental aspect you believe you, know you can I mean? do it you can and that's the thing I've always I always preach that with everybody with everybody I don't. I don't care if you're good. I don't care if you're not good. You know what I mean? You got to look at it from a mental perspective. You know what I mean? You got to look at, of course, okay, how are your kids going? How are your kids, um, how is your kids' mindset? How are your yeah. kids' feelings? I mean, like, you know, and that's how I always look at it from my coaching standpoint yeah. is, you know, and then, of course, you know, what do you think in your mind that the kids need today? You know what I mean? Yep. That's how I approach things is yep. what do I think if there's a day where I think the kids need need to run a little bit, get their conditioning a little bit up, then I'll yep. let them do it. But if the, but if we need to throw a lot, you know what I mean? If we need to throw a lot, you know what I mean? Then we're going to throw a lot. I yeah. mean, like, it comes down to, it comes down to, as a coach, feeling your kid, your team out, feeling your mm-hmm. kids out from a mental perspective. Yes, and I've seen it, of course, like I, I mentioned before, my background is swimming. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it in the pool so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, I you, talked my... I, <laughs> I grew up in a rural area out, out in Dexter, outside of Ann Arbor. We didn't have a pool, so we had to rent a pool in Ann Arbor. Mm. And our teams were small. It was a club sport. We had to pay to do it back right. in the 80s. Right. Right? And so you really wanted to, you, if you really wanted to do it, you had to really commit to it. Sure. And we, our, our numbers were so low on the team. I think one year we had like nine guys. You know, it was small. It was like my freshman year and what? That was 1986, mm-hmm. I think it was. And so you had... We would go around begging people to sign up. Now, here's the mental aspect. I talked to my neighbor, <laughs> who uh, I don't think he played any sports ever, to come out to swim. I said, I'll drive you. I got the car. I'll pick you up. I'll bring mm-hmm. you home. You don't have to do anything but show up, get the suit, get in the water, and mm-hmm. do it. And he did it because mm-hmm. I was doing it because we were friends. Right. I mean, we're practically brothers. So it was like, hey, well, let's do it together, right? Right. Um, and so I convinced him to do it. Two years in, I think he was a junior. Yeah. I, I'm I'm graduating now. He's two years behind me. He gets in the pool. He didn't care, 
right? He just did it to do it, to hang mm-hmm. out, to do something. He didn't care what his times were. Right. He gets in the pool, first race of his junior year. He swims the 50 freestyle down and back. Right. And he's like, I don't care. He's relaxed. He goes, I don't care about this. I don't care about the race. I'm just, you know, I just do this with my buddies. He gets in and qualifies for the state finals. Are you kidding? In his, like, second rate, rate, uh, race of the season. Are you in kidding? In the 53. He hops in and he goes, oh, no. Because now he knows <laughs> what it means. He's one of the top players. It means he's got to, right? He's one of the top players. But that's a, a great example of he didn't care and he was relaxed. You know, athletes who are relaxed and, you know, calm and, you just kind of do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've experienced that where I'm like, man, I hate this event. I don't want to swim it ever again. I'm like, whatever. And I just went out and like, I can't stand this. And I dropped like four seconds off my IM time. You know what I just I'm like, noticed? This you know what I just noticed? Horrible. You know what I just noticed <laughs> a little bit off topic? Every Anytime you spoke, the sun came out like a bright hey, shiny angel. Hey, hey. Uh, maybe I, maybe. <laughs> maybe you're, maybe you're good luck. I'm speaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Somebody said, yep. you right. Somebody uh, said yes. And the sun comes. <laughs> It shines on you. That's pretty funny. I that thank you, Sammy, for calling. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, I mean, like, but right, am I, you know what I mean? And I've seen it with, uh, you know, in track for years. Uh, it, if you're calm and you're relaxed, you're like, eh. mm-hmm. if you stop worrying, you get that mental aspect, and you just right. go out and just do, let right. your body do what it does. You know, from good a, things yeah, happen. From a, you know, from a runner and a thrower's perspective, it's a little different compared to everybody else. I mean, yeah. like, you know, I mean, if, if you're a runner, you know what I mean? Like, you like to run, run, run. You know. Thrower, it's all mental psyche stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and think about football too. Um, I, I, I played middle school football, so I can say I didn't play football. I played football. <laughs> I played varsity football two years and right and JV football so one year. That is, you have the extreme physical with the mental, mm-hmm. and when you have that com- combination and that team mentality of we can believe as a unit, but it makes you feel, good things. It happen. makes you feel whole, though. It makes you feel whole. It does because you're. You are fighting for your brothers on your, your left brothers. and your right. You're right? fighting for your sisters. You know what I mean? You're fighting for brothers, fighting for your sisters. Right. You're fighting for your whole school. And I think that's the thing that people. And that camaraderie. And right? that camaraderie. You know We've, what I mean? You've built bonds. You, you've built friends. If you've never this. heard Bud Raleigh talk. Yeah. Right? I Don't you love. You know, that's one thing I miss about Bud up at Oxford. The legendary coach at Oxford High School football. Yeah. At the beginning of the OAA season for football, he always got up. It's the greatest game, game on, on, right? Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you're uh, 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 right." He's oh, yeah. the. Can you imagine before a game, him standing before those troops, going, "Uh," and giving that speech? You know, it, it, look. I mean, it, just thinking about him gets, puts a hair on my. Arms. And I'm not even playing for the guy. I know, but it's that sort of thing that we're talking the mental aspect. You right. have the guys. You get a group of guys or girls, a team together, and you are working as a unit. You can take the regular real world and you can push it aside mm-hmm. and you can do something as a collective with your friends. Anthony, for good Termina, my brother, my co-host of BT and of course host of history now. Mm-hmm. This best. The players are going to play harder and play stronger for coaches they love and respect. And I, and, and I believe that. And they also play for their friends. Their friends, they play for each other. You know Correct. what I mean? And I think to me that's, that's the aspect of the mental health aspect yeah. of it. And I think that, um, you know, to have that camaraderie, that bond, that friendship, you know what I mean? Just building everything together. I mean, like bottom line, I mean, you know, and, you know, and I, I, that's gonna, that helps, that helps the mental mindset of, yeah. 
an athlete. And the good thing, too, like, yes, we're in a three-week shutdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but all those fall ath- athletes, they had seasons, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, we can't – we get upset because we're like, oh, they shut us down. Oh, we didn't get our finals in. But there was a season. There was a season. And you have to be thankful for that season because we, we've mentioned it time and again. There was a bunch of kids they, last fall that last, didn't get those spring, seasons. didn't even have a season. There was a lot of what's going on. Yeah, you know, a, lot a lot of, of what-ifs. A lot of seniors, eighth graders, all this stuff didn't have their last – a lot of what their if. last season to really make a mark mm-hmm. and do all that. It didn't happen. So we have to look back and say, be thankful for what we did. We did have mm-hmm. because it was, it was interesting. It was fun. Like we had a blast. Right. Like, the football season was great. And we can still have and that. We can if, still they have get it. Back, if, we, if we can still have it, but yeah, it's not completely shut down. No. And the good thing that makes, this is what makes me feel positive for looking forward is that we have a lot of people working for these kids. Yes. And, you know, they're going to have that plan laid out. So once they get the green light, go, we ready to go, boom, it's in and ready it's to in, go. ready to go. Right? Yep. And that's the thing. You know what I mean? And that's why I commend the MHA for this. You know what I mean? I commend them for this. You know, they have a plan in place. Do I think the, the season might have to extend a little further out? I think so. And that's already been kind of planned, right? planned Past out, yeah. Ju- into June. Which... Passing the June, you know what I mean? Uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me, let's say, if they put in the July. I think that would be really oh, interesting. Boy. Then that means more work for me and you, but you know what? Well, I'm here. Uh, as far as I know, there's not a lot of vacations being planned uh, until we know what the heck's going on with this COVID stuff, right? Yeah, so. and then, of course, you know, you know what I can't wait for what? once this COVID thing's over? Media day. Oh, <laughs> because here's why, because you get you get to know a lot of coaches interactions. I mean, like, yeah, you know, of course you like to. Um, well, the thing, Sam, if media day is scheduled and it's going to happen, that means a whole lot of things are going very well for this state and for this nation, mm-hmm. because that means normalcy, normalcy is coming. It's coming. We can get together in groups again and uh Get back to I mean, and it some could be, normal, and it could be like pure evil. Like I could be during media day. You know what I mean? Wow, we don't. We want to stick on the positive. I know. So, but you know, but, but yeah, like you're right. The mental aspects of these things. It's very you know, important. And we were chatting, you know, just before we went on the air. You asked me about my kids. Mm-hmm. I have one in college at MSU via my basement. Yeah, and then I have a freshman at like Orion High School, and it's two completely different experiences, but. um and every kid, everybody's going and everybody, through this. everybody is going through this, and that's the. I'm almost thinking like, I know we're a sports show, but it's like, if we're shut down, or at least let's say the season's over for some of these kids, what can we do? Are there what can are there any ideas out there to say, how can we get these kids involved to do something outside that's safe, or get them with their friends they can do that is safe, um, because those who are waiting for the spring like track and field or whatever coming up. We got a long way to go. We got a long way to go. We still got winter sports to go through. Right? I mean, so there's a lot of kids that are going to be waiting that long winter, waiting for something besides uh, the four Mm -hmm. walls and the laptop. Yeah. What can can they do? What is the options there? Uh, Practices. I know. um, Can you? I think a good idea here. Group? I I don't know. I think That's what I'm worried about. I think a good idea could be maybe – Outside winter conditioning, maybe. You know what I mean? Outside winter conditioning, maybe. I mean, like, but you're still dealing with snow. But, you know, I've had, I mean, like, it can be done. I mean, you can can have workouts outside. You know what I mean? Basically, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. It can be done. And I know there are some coaches uh, here in Lake Orion area. Um, you got to give them credit. They've or they're already looking into it. Mm-hmm. But still, you got these moving targets. But um, I know we've talked with uh, some of my son's teammates and his buddies, his good friends, that go, "Hey, what can we do to get you guys together?" And let's say we have a lot of trails around here. He's a runner, right? So maybe we get them together and they. Run separately, run with your man. But just to get out right. and say, hey, I'm There's hanging with my buddy. There's always going to be ways to get people together. There yeah. is always going to be ways. Yeah. And, you know, and Ugh. I know I don't want to sound like a <laughs> jerk or anything, but there are always well, ways. Yeah, I'm always worried about the kids, making sure that they're, they're, you know, I, I the worry, being is annoying. I know, right? I know in your parent, you know what I mean? Like, I worry as well with the kids, you know. I worry about their health. I worry about the mental aspects. I mean, like, and that's not just for OA Nation, but also, um, but everywhere around the state. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hopefully, we never have an experience like this <laughs> ever again. I, I hope, like they said, it's a once in a century. It's a once event. in a century event. Oh man, I hope so. I hope we never have this happen ever again. Well, well, I I don't mean to segue into into the next bit, but um, we we, speaking of century, yeah. What is a century? One hundred, hundred, something. We should share with our listeners or your listeners, Sammy, Mm because this is your your baby. This show, OA now, your idea. Mm -hmm. You've been doing it for a long time in in a variety of different formats. And we've kind of settled in this one here with the podcast studio here at ONTV and stuff like that, um, where your podcast idea actually came to life. A lot of you guys listening back, you know, to this, pod- to with this my podcast. Show. Yeah, so six years, but a lot of it was just with a video camera. And we extracted the audio and we'd play it mm-hmm. and we call it a podcast. That right over there. You did right in the corner. Right over in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd have to say. Um, Without Sammy and other volunteers like you here at ONTV, I don't think this studio would have been built because we responded to the interest of the residents of Lake Orion here, as do other media centers. They, mm-hmm. they respond to, their, to uh, their residents, right? And putting this studio together, what was the first podcast recorded in here? OAA now. Yours. Mine. Right? And now you've hit a stride here in this studio that we are at 100 episodes of wow. OAA now. Wow. Out of this studio. Wow. So, uh, wow. We always like to call attention to Sammy putting in the time, writing the articles, doing, you know, following your passion and bringing this information to, like you say, OAA Nation. And we know the listeners are out there. We want to thank all of you guys for tuning in, the coaches, the players, the parents. And I have a blog to help and out, too. And blog. But all of the listeners for tuning in and getting a kick out of what Sammy does. And um, like some of the coaches that came on, I think it was unanimous, actually, thanking you for what you do. Because there's not – who else is doing this? I know. Nobody. Right, mm-hmm. and you were the first, so I appreciate this it. This is awesome. So, thank you, Sammy, on behalf of ONTV. One hundred episodes in this podcast studio. Uh, you are by far the most recorded um, program <laughs> in this studio. So, I'm I'm just happy or proud to be a, a little part of your show now. I appreciate it. 
Um, I'm gonna go to now from a um negative to a positive. Yeah. I mean, like, um, we're gonna recap the football season a little bit more in depth. Um, I do want to get your thoughts. Um, any surprises? Any head scratchers? Um, anybody you're looking forward to heading into 2021? Well, we're, if we're looking, if we're looking back, right? Mm-hmm. What are some of your predictions? Sammy's big picks or whatever. I we, said before the season started that Rochester would have a better season, but nobody predicted, nobody predicted undefeated, undefeated. Uh, in the regular season. Well, you know, and I think for them being in the blue kind of helped things out for them. Still but, have to play them games. Yeah. I mean, like probably the team I was most surprised with um, this year from a disappointing standpoint, um, I kind of was disappointed with Groves. I mean, like oh. here and people say, why them? I mean, yeah. they had a good year. But then we find out what happens with Chicago three, and then we find out what happened with um. But to me, Groves, you know, they I, they were gonna have a down year, but then all of a sudden they had a nice year, bounce back year, and then we find out this happens. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's a that's one that you can't. We didn't see coming. No. Um, and on the, I'm not gonna say flip side, but just adjacent to them, you have Seahome. Yeah. For what they did they're neighbors, last year. Yeah, the neighbors of um, 13 Mile, Birmingham. Right. So what happened to them last year, what a season they, they had. They went to the state semifinal, and then they had all this experience back. I mean, like, but. um, It, it just didn't come through. Didn't but come also, through. who knocked them out of the playoffs? Groves. Right? Yeah. That's got to be a bitter pill. It's, it's, it's a real bitter pill for them to swallow. Yeah. Um, People look at, of course, Stony Creek's renaissance. I mean, that I, I can't I can't talk. I can't talk that, uh, enough positive what Coach <laughs> Nick Merlo has done over there at Stony Creek. I mean, like, you know, you look at – And you and I were both uh, unanimous. We saw it coming, uh, just the eyeball test. I, I, and I go back to 20 – I go back to our podcast with Coach Corliss um, two years ago. Okay. And I said to you, Tim, watch out for Stony Creek. I mean, what Nick Merlo's done, bringing that program – Basically, from the doldrums, basically, it, it was a really tough few years under then coach Bob Lancey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, having the success that Brad Zuby had over at Stony Creek. I mean, like, for Merlo to bring in the armor up culture to basically create, he created a culture shock at Stony Creek. And now you look at Stony Creek, they could be, they're arguably, I think, the best team in the city of Rochester. When you look at what Stony Creek did, they had an undefeated season for the first time ever, won a league championship the first time ever. Um, and the it, way they did and it. And the way they did it, you know. Against I mean? quality teams, too. Mm-hmm. Knocked off a, a former Division I state championship with Valley. A little surprised how they played against Romeo, though. But, but yeah. for Stony yeah. Creek, you know, a lot of people look at this team, and I said, and we both looked at it back in the, the podcast two years in 2019 with Coach Corliss, probably said this best. Watch out for Stony Creek. Remember remember me saying that? Yes. Watch out for Stony Creek, and here they are. And I will say saying it is one thing, but actually watching it, Mm -hmm. like the game we saw was at Stony Creek Lake Orion, correct? Mm -hmm. And watching that game going, this is different. This is a different team. And there's not many times where you sit down and you watch a team like the 
the product and the field is so ready to go. Like you, it was, it was so much fun to see. Um, you see teams that are, you can tell teams that are like fragile. Like if something mm-hmm. goes wrong, they'll fall apart. Right. We've seen it on lots of different teams, mm-hmm. right? They're kids. It right. happens. But Stoney back then, when we saw that game against Lake Orient and the way they were playing, we're going, this is different. And nothing rattled that team. Nothing. And you could see adjustments made and kids were stepping up and it was completely different. Mm-hmm. It was a, like you said, it's a mindset. And we saw it happen right on the field, right before ours going, this is different. And it was impressive. I wasn't surprised. It was a great Great story. I had I almost had more fun watching Stony in action than we did the hometown team <laughs> because it was you want you want to see success for kids, mm-hmm. right? And different right. teams right. teams that struggle like Pontiac. I I would love to see the I Phoenix rise. I like to see them and, yes and do that, right? But mm-hmm. we saw it with Stony Creek, and it was right there. We're like, this is different. Yeah, and uh, they've done a fantastic job. And you look at that Stony Creek team. I mean, like, and I talked about this last week. Maybe moving to the red could help this team going forward. Maybe you might lose some more games, but 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 you're going to be better off in be the program. Off. Yeah, you know, it'll like make you stronger. It'll make you stronger. Yeah, I think you know for them going to the red might make more sense for yeah. them. I mean, they've proven they can beat red teams. Ask Oxford, ask Southfield. <laughs> well, speaking of Oxford, yeah. If we're going back to looking back, uh, new coach. Right? Zach line, new system. New system, uh, the retirement of legendary Bud Raleigh mm-hmm. stepping down, um, and the unknown. We the had unknown, no idea what's yeah. going on. And they go out in their first game, and they Laid put up. Laid open on Macomb Lash Oh, Cruise my North. goodness. They put some points up. And we're like, wow. And, and then. With the COVID situation, it was supposed to be Oxford Lake Orient. Yes. And then that kind of threw everything off. Right. That, I really would have liked to see that game. Um, mm-hmm. and that, that, you know, with any new coach, a new system and rebuild, uh, it's difficult. We've seen mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, We've time seen and again, it at other, at, t- at a ton of schools. I mean, like we, we saw here, Lake Orion yeah. too, with, uh, Blackstock. Just from Blackstock from, from, from coach Bell, the coach Blackstock. Correct. I mean, like, obviously that is a really tough adjustment. I'll to say make. for looking back, one of my surprises is that, um, it kind of, the rest of the season kind of ran the course it did for Oxford. I thought they'd be 500, you know, somewhere in there, um, but it was 10 it, points in 4 weeks is rough. Yeah, it was it was it was difficult to watch sometimes. It, it didn't look like, you know, it didn't look like Oxford. Yeah. But when you're adjusting systems, you know what I mean, yeah. when you're trying to adjust systems, it's it's hard to do, you know, for a whole season. Yeah. Um so on Oxford's case, you know, uh, they do have a lot of experience coming back next yes, year. Yes, yes. I mean, and, Brady Carpenter's back at quarterback. Um they got, I mean, like. And you see a lot of growth in the second year. Oh, yeah. Right? A huge amount of growth. Your second and third year is basically going to be the year that you turn everything around. Yes. And I see that with Oxford. You know what I mean? Like, coming up with that progress. I mean, yeah. like, a team that I think I was really impressed with had a really nice year was Ferndale. I mean, Ferndale had a really rough year um, under Eric Royal, but they managed to turn it around, win four games this year. But they still have that problem. Well, we heard injuries and numbers mm-hmm. was impacted them, correct? right? But then they still have that problem of beating bigger, upper echelon schools. That's Ferndale's biggest problem, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, like outside of outside of the blue, going up against 
non-league upper echelon schools. That is the problem I still have with Ferndale. I mean, it still proved its ugly head when they lost to Detroit Renaissance, but yeah. but when you look at Ferndale, I mean, like that's a team I thought Eric Royal going back to what they ran best, got out of that wing T misdirection, went into more of a, that original spread look that got them, you know, to to the twenty two and eight the last three years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Going back to that, that's really helped that program go forward. Yeah. Another team I've been impressed with was Berkeley. Berkeley. This is a team that, you know, Sean Shields had that team had had that team go in the right direction. I mean, they picked up some big wins. Um, Berkeley still has that problem of, you know, going up against higher echelon schools. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You know, I mean like they were just completely blown up by Warren Mott in the playoffs. But but I really like the direction where Coach Sean Shields is going with that team. They got a lot coming back. Um, so that's a team I'm really impressed with. Um, my, another one on my radar was, uh, North Farmington, right? Yeah. Uh, the, with the transition, what, the, clo- the Hurstein effect. Yeah. The, the, the Harrison splitting effect. Yeah. The Harrison, you split uh, Harrison mm-hmm. shutting down the kids being dispersed to the new coaching and all that kind of the staffs being reestablished. And we saw it in the first year, like, Whoa, look at that. And uh, their first year was immediate. And then this year, we're like, okay, take the next step. And they kind of stumbled a little. Yeah, North Farmington kind of stumbled. Farmington really struggled. I mean, they're yes, young. Yeah. But North Farmington, I just think the, the um, Hursting effect, the Harrison effect, you know, you got players like Jacob Usandra, the quarterback who came over from Dearborn, um, you know, from Cranbrook, Kingswood. Um, of course, you have Whitehorn transferred in from Detroit Renaissance. Um, they played huge roles this year for um, John Hurston's team. Um, I'm a little concerned about their depth, but the fact they're still playing is huge. Um, but you're right. They did take some stumbles. I mean, like they had that blowout loss of Stony Creek. That, yeah. That was, that's still humming to me. Yes, but Stony Creek. Yeah, Stony Creek is Stony Creek. We know. We know. I didn't expect it would be that huge. But it would kind of set the stage for Stony Creek season, mm-hmm. right? I mean, well, that, that was this, that was the script that was written for Stony mm-hmm. Creek, and they played it week after week, just you know, uh, until they had their stumble against Romeo. Mm-hmm. But uh, what about Avondale? Like high hopes for Avondale, and it was it, it, it was, was it was like they're was, like it was up, uh, down, then up, and then they had that <laughs> loss to Groves. I mean, like I mean, the last three games Avondale had was the Corey Bell teams that I've known. And and the Avondale of old, of when they were Coach Steve George. I mean, like, so when you look at Avondale, um, this team really had them, um, you know, this team had them, um, I mean, they had their downs, they had their ups. Yeah. That big one against Bloomfield Hills was monumental for yes, them. Yes, it was. Um, and I really think with Avondale, you know, they do lose some experience. I mean, it's going to be, but, but they've got to, but they got to develop some consistency. And I think that's the thing for Avondale looking in 2021 is where am I going to get that consistency from heading into next year? Yeah. That was just one of those teams that uh, I know we sit here and we try to do the picks and you're going, that's the team that I have a hard time figuring out. I have no idea. How do you pick, you know, uh, you know, you know, you think you see one thing, and they go, "Oh man, they show you something completely different the next mm-hmm. week." And you're like, "All right, they got it together." And then, er, you know, in hit West the Bloomfield, we know it's West Bloomfield. 
Um, you know what? People are gonna say this to me, but I was impressed with Southfield this year. Oh, okay. Because they proved to me that you know they can be, you know, but they still got some problems they got to address. Of course, the discipline issues and all that. But <laughs> yeah. but it looks like they're building something over there. Yeah, you know, they have a fr- they have a face of a franchise with Isaiah Marshall there. <laughs> Um, but I was impressed how they battled against Sterling Heights Chiefs in the playoffs. I mean, I was really impressed how they battled in that yeah. game. Um, now, I mean, some of the other teams, like if mm-hmm. we're talking like Lake Orion, West Bloomfield, Clarkston, mm-hmm. um, who else was I going to mention? Oak Park. Oak Park. Well, Oak Park was that outlier, but the, like, if you say Lake Orion, Clarkston and, um, West Bloomfield, West Bloomfield you kind of got what you expected, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they held well, even Oxford too. You got to put them in the conversation. Well, but I'm, Adams too. But I'm saying, as far as expectations oh, yes, go, yes. we're talking expectations oh, of yeah. what happened. Those three teams kind of just held par, right? I mean, yeah, they, you you got which you, you kind of knew what you got. Well, at, Lake Orion, Lake Orion this year, it's kind of like they were very young. You know what I mean? In some areas, of course, um, they won some good games though. Yeah, they won you some know? good games, obviously. They, obviously, they, they have some deficiencies they got to work on, just like most teams. But if you have those three, I I don't see anything really standing out for them to go. Oh yeah, they were really surprised that this happened, mm-hmm. or surprised that I'm not surprised Clarkston bounced back. Right, they had a really right. good year. Not surprised. I was head scratching how they lost to Grand Blank, but you know, but um, it happened. But, it happened. But but you know what I mean? It's I'm not surprised at the regular season. West Bloomfield not surprised at all at their regular mm-hmm. season, right? Like Orion, I'm not really surprised either. Probably much Oak Park is going to be probably the biggest surprise out of everybody. Yeah, I'm glad you brought Oak. Oak they were zero and six, zero and six, and still playing. Three and six right now. I'll go like, what? Yeah, so that, in Oak Park, because you know what you're going to get. They're, they're a tough team. They're whole. They are so difficult to go up against. They're whole. That's what it is. I mean, like, when the Oak Park was in against the teams of the Red, they were basically injured. They they had their basically their first game back together yeah. was against Clarkston. Yeah. And then we now what happened there. Yeah. And then, of course, their statement game was that game against Growth Point South where where that made a lot of head scratches throughout Division Two. Yeah, it's I scratched my head so hard my hair fell up. Yeah. <laughs> no, when I saw the score, I'm going like, I saw the score. Uh, yeah. We're like, what? I know. Oak Park did what? So it tells you th- the foundation is there. Yes. And and this goes back to some of the other smaller schools. If you have injuries, it's so impactful, especially in key players. And it, it, there's no more. Than uh, impact than we saw in Oak Park. Right. In, in Oak Park had Oak Park to describe to me. You know what I mean? Is this is they've had a history of having great talented teams, but really underperforming the postseason. Mm. Now this is the complete <laughs> opposite. You know, so it's a flip. It's a flip of the script. You know what I mean? So, um, we're at fifty-one. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you? Do we have the OA all OA list? Do we have? Um, can we me, share that? Let me can we pull dig that up? up. Let me pull that up. I okay. mean, like, um, but I, I think you know when you look at because the, it, um, I'm glad they released it. I, it's it, you know at the beginning of this season, you're kind of like, oh my gosh, we're gonna have a season. So when mm-hmm. you said that they had the all OAA uh, announced, you know, list out, I actually made me happy because it's like, man, that means we had a season and it was good, and you know, so these kids are gonna get recognized uh, for the for what they did and. Are there any players as you're digging that up? Do you have any like one singular player that you're going, oh my word, out of nowhere? Anybody surprised or pretty much expected? Um, you know Football's kind of tough to yeah, have football's those. Football's kind of tough to handle, but there were some players that 
I was really impressed with, of course, the old, I mean, like, a lot of people ask me, who do you think was your, who your best player yeah, was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and. That's a good question. I, I'm going to go a little bit more out of the outlier. You know what I mean? And say, you know what? Who had a really good year? Who had a nice bounce back year? I mean, people are going to see, people are going to look at obviously Donovan Edwards, Cameron Burford. The names. Other yes. names. But to me, a person who had a really good year, who I thought really impressed me was, um, was I'm going to be honest with you. And people are going to say, you know what? I mean, like, um, it's kind of a hard list to explain, but, <laughs> but, um, I was really impressed with how, um, at North Farnsworth with Jacob Asander. I mean, like, he really, you know, won the big game um, when you need him to win a big game. Um, you know, when I saw him against UD Jesuit, he really did not play very well in that game, um, in the playoffs in 19. Um, but he has done a wonderful job with that North Farmington offense. I mean, he's won the big game against really quality teams. You know, Adams this year, perfect example even though Adams was down this year but um but that was a game that he that they won I mean like but I really have been impressed with Jacob Sandra um and I know um other 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 people you know what I mean that eh, have been really impressing me I mean like and I'm gonna I'm gonna look at obviously a um and I'm looking down this list um Troy you Athens it? okay yeah, Troy Athens this year had a really nice year um, a lot of people look at, of course, Wade Ashman, the running back at Troy Athens. Nobody talks about this kid. I mean, like, Wade Ashman is a physical runner, really good back. Um, he really impressed me this year. Um, I was impressed seeing how he played, how hard he, how hard he, how he worked to get, to build a, um, very good foundation over at Troy Athens. Um, pretty much a team that I did not expect to do well, but played well. Was Troy? Yeah, I was just zero thinking. and nine to go from zero and nine to four and four. I was soon as uh, that's the light bulb. There's your light bulb, right? We talked about Troy. Mm -hmm. uh, couldn't score. Couldn't score. Couldn't score a point a year ago. Yeah, and now, they scored thirty one in the final two weeks. Yes, and uh, to go four and four from what they had. Kudos, man. I mean, I think playing in the blue helped, and then of course, shocking Bloomby Hills in the playoffs really. <laughs> that Bloomby Hills game that I blew still, my mind. That I know that did. right, and we've seen a lot of weird things, and I don't know what their injury situation was. Not I think to say that that I was why Zavinsky they won, got but hurt. Man. That's probably why. But still, but I just think that give it to the Colts, man. Four and four. Coach what a Chris turnaround! Frazier, Huge for Coach Chris Frazier. I mean, like yes, even though they they. That was the other team we we're always pulling for, you know. It's you like, were. I was. I know anybody. I got a soft spot for the Ophers. If you're sporting a bagel, you know you can't score. You can't. I, I feel bad. I'm for rooting Pontiac. for you guys. I feel Pontiac, bad for Pontiac. I feel bad for them all. I feel. I'm being honest with you. You know. I mean, that's a school that I think <laughs> they, they they got. I feel bad for them. We're rooting for them, man. I mean, big mm -hmm. fans. We want the Phoenix. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, do do we have the all OA list that we can just uh, go down yeah. real quick? We yes, can we do. announce them. That would yes, be that would be a good way to wrap. Um, yep. Um, I'm gonna go blue first. Um, of course, um, Bobby Croner, senior Rochester, Peyton. Schro this is from Rochester first. Um, they had Bobby Croner, Peyton Schroeder, Noah Howes, Kavian Troy, Alex Blano, Jaden Bolden, Nick Terenzi, wow. Aiden Harris, Kansas Irwin, Wow, Zion, 
And then, of course, at Ferndale, Zion Fields, Martin Taylor, Dylan Jones, um, Jordan Malone, Pat Washington, Josh Cook, Anthony Akato, Kajan Monroe, uh, Berkeley, William Sarris, Cody Wrigley, Ian Dabrowski, Henry Pennington, Jake Dabrowski, David Rollins, um, Blue Bay Hills, Tanner Zazinski, um, Brody Snyder, and um, Andrew Zazinski, Shane Winter, Antonio Mitchell, Joey Dorch, Avondale, Deshaun Robinson, Brian Karajic, Jake Herzog, Garrett Weeks, Reese Betts, Corbin Small, Athens, Nate Hazen, um, Colin Sterlett, Trey Vincent, Wage Ashman, Sebastian, and then for Troy, Sebastian Orzom, Jack Matthews, and um, Jose um, Manateruris, um, and Darius Whiteside for Troy. For Royal Oak, um, Jesse Huntington, Quincy Mendez, Dustin Moser. For Pontiac, um, Tavian Etchen, and Le'Veon Ferrada. Ryan Plato for Troy, the kicker. Javon Carter, Avenel punter. Coach the air in the blue. Eric Vernon. Rochester. Very nice. Um, white division, of course. It's a long list here, so. Do, um, huh? Should we hold it, maybe? I we mean, should, we're, we're at uh, 57. Uh, we sh- we, do, do we, can you get through it? It's going to be. It's going to be tough. <laughs> How about coach of the year in the white and the Nick, red? A white in the air, coach of the year in the white. Um, Obviously, Nick Merlo, Stony Creek in the white and the red division. Red division they gave that to um they gave that to Kurt Richardson at Clarkston. Really? So um I apologize for name not naming the names um for the white and the red. We can we, always get them we can um, always get them next week. Next week, yeah. We always get them next week. So because uh, we uh yeah, mm-hmm. and we gotta talk too about our uh the holiday schedule and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Usually OA now takes a step away when we get to uh the, the, holidays. the big holidays. And um, like we mentioned, too, that uh, with the shutdown and different things here at ONTV, TV, our hours might be changing mm-hmm. and stuff might be happening. But we're going to do the best we can to bring you um, right. the, the pod every week. Mm-hmm. Um, if that means you're going to hear Sammy and I calling in and I'm recording it remotely. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing different things. We'll do it. But we are making the effort to make sure that this uh, pod continues no matter what the situation mm-hmm. is. I wish everybody the best of luck. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Stay yeah. safe. Um, Happy Thanksgiving, Sam. Mask up, Michigan. Um, mask up, Michigan. Absolutely. All right. See you all next week, everybody. See you, Sam. All right. Like Sammy said, wash those hands. Mask up for your brothers and sisters out there. Oh, and is produced by Sammy Termino. The views on this show are his and mine alone. Reach out to your uh, athletes, neighbors, friends. Check in on their mental state. Make sure everybody's cool. Be a good neighbor and a good friend, shall we? How about it, Sammy? Yes, indeed. All right, that's it for all right now. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye, y'all.